Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Power here on the Burgundy and Gold today. Youngest in charge movement. Lanell Willingham taking you up at 3 o'clock. Before we dish the rock to the Craig Hoffman show, he'll take you on your afternoon drive home. I just gave you my super six pack. If you missed it, if you missed it, you missed it. But lucky for you, you can go back and use the rewind feature on the always free Odyssey app available wherever you get your apps at, man. Google Play Store, Apple, however you want deep, however you want to reach me. Tap in on the Odyssey app if you want to go back and hear my super six pack, my top six teams in the National Football League heading into week number six. I teased before we took the break that despite this football team being in the midst of a four-game losing streak, despite this football team having the immense struggles that they've had on the offensive side of the football, I want to know and take the temperature of this fan base, how confident or are you still confident in Commanders quarterback Carson Wentz? 301-230-0980. Twitter and Instagram, you can reach me there as well. N-E-L-L underscore BTP. I'll kick us off here because guess what? Guess what? I'm very, very loyal, sometimes to a fault. But in this situation, it's not to a fault, and here's why. I am still confident in Carson Wentz as the quarterback of the Washington Commanders. And if anybody out there disagrees with me, let me know. 301-230-0980. Carson Wentz is far, far from this team's biggest issue offensively. And if you've been listening to me all summer long when I was out at training camp trying to defend Wentz, when people are throwing dirt on his name about it being inaccurate, when he went through that bad losing streak, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to exclude the Tennessee game from the losing streak. I know that might sound ridiculous, but I'm doing it. Look, I've always said when talking about Carson Wentz in this offense and, and his performance in this offense, it is more about the process than it is about the day-to-day results. That was back in training camp when they were practicing every day and I got to see them every day. Right now, my sentiments remain the same. It's still about the process more so than it is about the game-to-game results. And here's why. Here's why. The process tells you that Carson Wentz is figuring some things out. The numbers don't lie, ladies and gentlemen. Carson Wentz... Carson Wentz is the fifth, has the fifth most passing yards, excuse me, in the National Football League. Now, call it what you want. I'm a numbers guy. The numbers show you that, hey, 
Maybe he's not doing so bad. The wins and losses clearly do not reflect that. But let me say this. I'm going to go through each of Washington's football games this season, all five of them, and tell me the passing attempt numbers. Against Jacksonville, 41 attempts. Against Detroit, 46 attempts. Against Philadelphia, 43 attempts. Against Dallas, 42 attempts. Carson Wentz had his best football game of the season on Sunday against the Tennessee Titans. Despite what any of you might think, if you know ball, you know ball. Carson Wentz is coming off his best performance of the season. He had 38 attempts. That's still too high. I'm saying all that to say, look, when we acquired Carson Wentz, if you would have told me that through five weeks he was going to lead the league in dropbacks, I'd tell you this team would be 0-5. The hell with 1-4, they would be 0-5, and here's why. That's not the recipe for success when it comes to Carson Wentz. And we all know that. We knew that before we acquired him. They knew that before they acquired him. He is someone that you need to have balance with. And the great thing about this football team is, guess what? We've got a stable of running backs that can provide you with balance. Jonathan Williams, Gibson, Brian Robinson, J.D., Hell, even Jarrett Patterson on the damn practice squad. But for some reason, Scott Turner has been reluctant to call a balanced football game for Carson Wentz. Let's go back to Dallas. Let's go back to Dallas. A game in which we all know that team got away from the run entirely too quickly. We all know that. They got away from the run too damn quick. There's no way, there's no way you average 5.3 yards a carry on 27 carries, and you're only able to muster up 10 points. That's tough, man. That's tough. And I know Carson Wentz definitely played his hand and had his fair share of mistakes against Dallas. But, man, at some point, we've got to help him out with the scheme. At some point, we've got to help him out from a play-calling standpoint. Anyone with a football brain that works understands and knows that Carson Wentz in his attempts, there's a magic number that Carson Wentz should be with when you're talking about how many attempts he should have per game. The recipe for success for Washington with Carson Wentz's passing attempts should be between 27 and 30. That's it. He should be throwing the ball between 27 and 30 times a game. And here's why. Here's why. Your offensive line, you know, is not that good. So dropping him back 42 times, that's 10 more times than you should probably and you're exposing him to pressure. You're exposing him to bad pockets. You're speeding up his mental clock. You are messing with the psyche of the player. Because I'll tell you what, if I knew, if I was Carson Wentz, and I was playing behind this terrible offensive line, and Scott Turner kept calling drop back after drop back after drop back, and I'm out there getting my butt whipped, whipped. I'd be looking at Scott Turner like, damn, man. You don't keep doing me like this? Help a brother out. This is not the recipe for success for Carson Wentz. It's not. It's not. It is no coincidence. And I know it's, I know it was his least amount of attempts by only four throws. But man, it's no coincidence that Carson Wentz, for the first time this year, under 40 attempts, the best performance of the season. And it wasn't even close. 
It wasn't even close. You take out the boneheaded interception at the goal line, 25 of 38, 359. That's 66% of his passes completed for my math whizzes out there. And two touchdowns. How can you argue with that? How can you tell me that's not good enough? And don't get me started about the center situation, having to overcome that. I mean, what more do y'all want from him? Seriously. Look at the throw that he made to De'Ami Brown. There is no quarterback on this damn roster, Sam Howell included, that could have made that throw. That was an Amazon alien-like throw. Are you kidding me? It's probably only 10 guys in the league who could make that throw, man. The arm strength is there. Just got to dial it up for him, man. That's not on him. That's on Scott Turner. That's on this offensive line. They've got to be better in order for him to be better. Sunday showed me, though, man, look, Carson Wentz isn't completely broken because that was my fear. After watching him against Dallas and Philadelphia, I was under the impression he was broken. I was under the impression that he is unsalvageable. That's how I was feeling after those the last two games. But Sunday showed his resiliency, his ability to right the ship He showed the ability to have success despite what was going on around him. Because, yes, Carson Wentz was only sacked three times in that football game, but he was pressured a hell of a lot more. Andrew Norwell was getting his behind whipped all game long. The center, Nick Martin, couldn't get the snap up. He was getting whipped. And every time it felt as if Washington was getting ahead of the chains, a penalty would happen. False start. Holding. You name it. So at some point, At some point, we got to be fair and honest in our assessment and evaluation of Carson Wentz. Because guess what? Guess what? We weren't, if we were playing with Taylor Heineke, we wouldn't be in that football game. We wouldn't. Now, I know he's more athletic and is better suited to withstand pressure, but the right arm is the right arm is the right arm. 301 230 0980. As we sit here five weeks into the season, are you still confident? And Carson Wentz as the quarterback of this football team. Let's go to Ethan, who's in Annapolis. What's happening? What's going on, Ethan? Um, I, I, I would just say long term, no, because you got to remember something. It was never this supposed guy, to be a long term answer, Ethan. Well, well, he, well, think about it though. They gave up their their draft pick last year, and then they're going to have to decide here in a few weeks if they, how much they want him to play, if they're going to do anything this year. Because once they hit that seventy percent, it's a second round pick. So you're paying this guy $30 million. You gave up almost all your salary cap to, to get him. And I understand about the offensive line and, and, and what have you, but, but the thing that stands out to me the most is he didn't just throw an interception at the end of the game on Sunday. He threw an interception on almost three straight plays. He was nowhere close on all three straight plays. And if you remember the old Carson Wentz, he was elusive like Roethlisberger mm-hmm. when he first came into the league. He's very hard to tackle. Not anymore. He he's it's either you know because because of, of injuries or whatever the case may be. He's thirty years old, but you got to remember what this guy's playing for. He has no guaranteed money on his contract after this year. So if he wants somebody to pay him thirty million a year for the next seven years, that's over two hundred million dollars. Then he's going to have to overcome certain things and throwing almost three straight interceptions from the two yard line. Isn't it? Is it all on him? Absolutely not. Could they had do things to help him? I'm in, I'm in total agreement with you. But they they didn't sell the farm, but they gave up a lot to get him. And, and they're going to have to make a decision here about pretty soon about how much they want him to play because of the, the draft pick of what it could cost them. 
But if you're paying a guy thirty million dollars a year, he has to figure it out better than he has. And, hey, hey, I appreciate, and Dallas, he couldn't. Hey, I appreciate the call, my man. Look, I I, I agree with you completely. I, I I am of the belief that look, for paying a guy twenty eight million dollars, yes, he must elevate the play of guys around him. But going back to the goal line scenario and the goal line sequence, I know everyone is probably outsmarting themselves with this. But, man, I don't care that you were at the two-yard line. That's what's beautiful about the internet. Let's go back and really look at that, right? Washington and that end-game sequence. How did they get down there? Carson Wentz is attempting to get the football to an open Terry McLaurin. The defender completely mugs him. So Washington ends up being blessed with tremendous field position. They advance the ball all the way down to the two-yard line. To the two-yard line. Now, when they got down to the two-yard line, talking about Washington, after the penalty, when they got down to the two-yard line, Washington had 18 seconds left on the clock. 19 seconds left on the clock, excuse me, after Tennessee took their first time out. There was 19 seconds left on the clock. I don't care what anybody said because I've listened to everybody on all, all three shows, all both stations. If you're telling me that you didn't have time with 19 seconds left to take one rushing attempt, that I don't, I don't respect your football acumen all the way. That's ridiculous to think that this team didn't have the opportunity to run the ball. Not only, I'm not saying you had to run the ball, but I would have, but at least give the threat and the illusion that you're running the ball. Why did you bring Brian Robinson back? That was his moment. You trot out J.D. McKissick, and he gets two of the three attempts. To him. That's ridiculous. I'm going down with my horses. That's not all Carson Wentz. Draw something up for somebody else. 301-230-0980. At this point in time, five weeks into the season, are you still confident in Carson Wentz as the quarterback of this football team? Let's go to Bones. What's happening? What's going on, Bones? Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, How are you? You know, uh, Carson Wentz, he all right, man. You know, he just man in the city. You know, he... I keep telling y'all, man, the guy shell shock, man. You know, everybody talking bad about him and stuff, you know, and then he on the team and got a whole lot of drama going on, you know what I mean, with, uh, with management and the coaching staff, you know what I mean? And then, you know, uh, he got an offensive coordinator, man, that's so enthused about trying to – he's so selfish and trying to make his plays look good and all that type of stuff, you know. And now, you know, they address everything – you know, we got the quarterback in here for $28 million, but they ain't got no damn offensive lineman. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's the problem right there. The man's scared. He's shell-shocked. You know what I mean? So, and then you, you know, not only that, you ain't addressed the offensive line and know the offensive line. So, Bones, so, Bones, let me, so Bones, let me ask you this, Bones. Times a game. Let me ask you, you this, Bones. Back there dropping back 42 times a game. Let me ask you this, Bones. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Bones. Let me ask you this. Are you still confident that he can right the ship here? Do you think he can get it together? Do you think he can overcome his situation in this offense and have success? I'm, I'm confident in all three of them righting the ship. Him, Hal, and Heineke. But you got to get the offensive line together. You got to know how to call a play. You got to know when to call a certain play. You call them plays, man. You just call any kind of pass and play. <laughs> triple options and triple reverses. You know, you're trying to make yourself look good with all these organic plays that you call him, man. You're not putting the man in a position to, to help him look good. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Bones. Tap in with me. 
301-230-0980. Twitter and Instagram, you know you can reach me there as well. N-E-L-L underscore BTP. More of your calls. Are you confident in Carson Wentz still as the starting quarterback of this football team heading into week six against Chicago? Your calls next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Team 980 and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Taking you up to 3 o'clock, about 40 minutes left to go in the program. If you haven't called in yet today, man, what are you waiting for? 301-230-0980. The question is simple here right now. We've been talking about quarterback because Carson Wentz decided to call ours out. Ron Rivera, excuse me, decided to call ours out in the media yesterday. So now I've raised the question as we sit here five weeks into the season. We're about to head into week six. Are you confident still in Carson Wentz as the quarterback of this football team? I am confident in Carson Wentz still uh, as Carson Wentz being the starter here for this football team. That's had a complete brain fart. I just all over myself. But I say all that to say this, man. Look, I'm confident in Carson Wentz being the quarterback of this football team, and here's why. I've always said it's about the process more than it is the game-to-game results. And the fact that he showed resolve and resiliency this past Sunday against Tennessee shows me everything I need to know. I needed signs of life from Carson Wentz. I needed to see that Carson Wentz was not broken. Because the past two weeks before this Tennessee game, it looked as if he was broken. It looked as if his spirit was unfixable. It looked as if he was an unsalvageable project. Nine times he was sacked against Philadelphia. Nine times. Threw the ball 43 times for only 211 yards against Dallas. Dropped back 42 times. 
couldn't even throw for a buck 90. I mean, it just lets you know that, look, things weren't going well. They're struggling. There are holes in the process. There are speed bumps in the process. But yesterday, Sunday, excuse me, against Tennessee, in my opinion, he goes out and has the best game of his tenure here in Washington. 25 of 38, 66% completion percentage, 360 yards passed, two touchdowns. I mean, what more, what more can you really ask from him? Now, I know we're all upset at the interception. I know that. He's got to be better in that situation. But look, man, we wouldn't be there in the first place if it wasn't for him because nobody on this team could have made the throw that he made to De'Ami Brown. So at some point, man, you got to choose what you're going to be upset about. Has Carson Wentz been flawless? Heck no. Not by any stretch of the imagination. But when you're top five in the NFL in touchdown passes, in top five in the NFL in passing yards, it's hard for me to write you off. It's hard for me to say I don't have confidence in you. It really is. I want to hear from you guys, though. It's about y'all. 301-230-0980. Are you still confident in Carson Wentz as the quarterback of this football team? We're five games in to the Carson Wentz experience. Are you confident in what you've got from him thus far? And do you think, do you think, then he's the right guy moving forward here. And when I say moving forward, I don't mean next year. I mean week six against Chicago. I mean week seven against Green Bay. What's your confidence level in Carson Wentz for the remainder of this season? 301-230-0980. Let's go to Mo. Excuse me. Cliff, who's in D.C., wants to tap in. What's going on, Cliff? Hey, what's going on, Lunell? What's going on, man? I'm still, confident in I'm still confident in Carson Wentz. It ain't Carson Wentz's fault. It's the old line. What um what came back and snuck up and bit them in their behind was letting um Earth Flowers go because that boy um Noel cannot block worth a lick. Come block me. Side. And not just that, um Ron Ver broke up that um that uh, that continuity between Leno and um Flowers. That they had going on on their left side. Being as though they knew they'd go, they, um, they wasn't going to bring Brandon Scherf back. They could at least kept Flowers. And Ron needs to let Carson Wentz get a chance to really play because the way it's headed, how Ron is um, putting um, um, Wentz under the bus, it's going to be like a similar thing that happened back in 2020. Um, Dwayne Haskins won his first game of the season against the Eagles. Then they went on a three-game losing streak. He had his best game in week four against the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. After that game, Ron Rivera benched, benched him. Yep. Yeah, he threw over um, 300 yards. And they lost, and Ron Rivera benched him. So he got to let um, Carson Wentz go out and try to play himself out of his front, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, appreciate, yeah, I appreciate the call, my man. Look, I, I agree 110% with Cliff. Look, it hasn't all been on Carson Wentz. The offensive line – has their hand in this, man. Anyone who's trying to ignore that fact, man, I don't know what else to tell you. Look at what we saw Sunday. If Sunday wasn't a good enough effort from you, for, from Wentz, for you, then I don't know what to tell you. If you're going to get caught up on the interception, I don't know what to tell you. I know it came at the most inopportune time. I understand that. I'm not trying to ignore the fact that it happened. But ultimately, 
Does the one bad play outweigh all the good that he did in that football game? Sure it does when it comes to wins and losses because ultimately the interception ends up costing you the game. But, I mean, for you to go out and try to ignore everything else that he's done this season would be foolish. I mean, seriously. Look at what he's having to deal with. Look at the set of circumstances that he's been dealt. This offensive line on the interior is terrible. We saw it in week one against Jacksonville. It got exposed week two against Detroit. Philadelphia completely ripped the Band-Aid off and showed everybody what type of wound we have up front. Dallas did more of the same. When you're constantly getting beat up and you're constantly under duress at the quarterback position, that messes up your mental clock internally, which is why we see him holding on to the football too long, which is why we sometimes see him drifting away. His mental clock and pocket awareness is fried right now. It is. But the boy threw for 359 and two touchdowns Sunday despite all of that. It's going to take time with Carson Wentz. And the question I really have out there for you guys as a fan base is how much time are you willing to give him? Let's go to my man Mo in Uptown. What's going on, Mo? Hey, hey, Aaron, now hold on, Aaron. You're my come man. on, you come on, really come on. Let's go. Two things that you just said about him holding the ball. And just, those are things that happened before Washington, correct? Correct. Okay, so this is what Carson Wentz is. I'm not saying he's bad. Trust me, I'm not saying that at all. You're saying confidence. Confidence in what? What are we what are we confident towards? Just him starting next week or get to the playoffs? Your confidence in him being the starting quarterback to help this football team win games this year. I don't have a lot of confidence. I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you three quick things. One, when we was on that last drive, I and I want you to take some truth serum right now. Did uh-huh. you think we was gonna finish that drive Did with I, him as the quarterback? I'm not gonna lie, I did, because I thought they'd run the damn ball, Mo. <laughs> Okay, I didn't. I did. I had. I had. I had faith that at one time he was. He was going to do something to mess up with it. I, I just did. Maybe I'm cynical. But no, I feel you. Carson Wentz is the Houston Rockets, right? Led by James Harden. Uh oh. Very good. Very talented. When they get in pressure situations, they fold. You know what Carson Wentz is? Carson Wentz is you. You about to get intimate with your lady. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you whip out. You have a, a a lot of male package, but you don't know how to use it. He doesn't <laughs> hit up, bro. I feel he doesn't it. hit layup, bro. Yeah. He doesn't hit the easy pass. Yes, he does have a good deep ball. You know what I mean? That's that's pretty. But sometimes you can't go deep all the time with your lady. You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to go intermediate. Sometimes you got to go shallow. And those are the passes that he misses, right, that keep us on um, on track as an offense. Yeah, Scott Turner is a hindrance. Like, we have to admit that. Yes, the O-line is a hindrance. But the indictment on that is Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow gets hit all the time. Right, right, Mama. But look, 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 look. This is what I say because I made that same argument. He's not Joe Burrow. We all know Carson Wentz isn't Joe Burrow. I look at Joe Burrow as a top six guy in the at, in the league at the position. That's not what we're asking Carson Wentz to be. So I shouldn't – certain things you should – our expectations, I feel like, should have been a little bit lower. Okay. Now, I give you – I think the worst thing that happened to us as an organization – is that we went to the playoffs in year one. A hundred times. I think that's the worst thing that happened to us because Fool's it going. made Ron feel Yeah, it made him feel like what he was doing was actually, you know, the right thing to do when he was vested and he doubled down on everything. Listen, I'm not saying that Carson was the bomb, but I am saying that I don't have confidence in him being the trigger man for us to win games. Yeah, I appreciate the call, brother, man. Look, Momo always brings it. 
I mean, it's real. It's real. Honestly, he said he said he wanted to give me some truth serum. Honestly, I'm so twisted and corrupt in this stuff, man. I want to give myself some truth serum to see what I really think. Because when you do this, man, like, yes, I'm going based off of what I truly believe. But then you got to play devil's advocate in these situations. You have to have full understanding of what's going on. Look, it has not been easy for Carson Wentz. They have not done everything that they could have done to support him. Has he been perfect? No. Has he given them a chance? In some games, yes. In other games, no. Like against Philadelphia, I don't think he gave this team a chance. Against Dallas, I thought he did give them a chance. But when you're getting battered and punished all game long, we're humans at the end of the day, man. I'll put it to you like this for all of you who don't understand why his internal clock is messed up, why you don't understand why he he's drifting when, when, when he thinks he feels pressure. If somebody went and just was punching you in the face all the time, right, and was just hitting on you every time they seen you, when they walked in the door, wouldn't you flinch? Right? It's as simple as that when it comes to Carson Wentz and his lack of trust for the offensive line. You all know how it is. We all been kids back in the day. When you was bad and you was getting spanked for being bad, when mommy and daddy walked in the room and you knew you did something bad, you flinched. Whether or not you did something bad or not, you knew, hey, look, ah, Pops, Pops is there. If I don't do what I'm supposed to do, I'm going to get whooped. It's the same thing, man. If you're getting punched in the face constantly and you see the dude that's constantly punching you in the face, it's your natural reflex to flinch. And that's what I think is going on with Carson Wentz and his presence in the pocket. 301-230-0980. We've got to take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll run through these calls. Then we'll hear from Ron Rivera. He spoke today once again. Appointment radio <laughs> when trying to listen to Ron Rivera at the podium these days. But look, 301-230-0980. Are you still confident in Carson Wentz as the quarterback of this football team for the duration of the season? Don't go anywhere. This is Team 980. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. Got two final segments left to go here in the show before we dish the rock to the Hoffman Show. He'll take you on your afternoon drive home. This topic of discussion right now is the quarterback of the Washington Commanders, and it's really based off of what Ron Rivera said yesterday, mistakenly, he admitted, uh, in, in his media availability, basically saying that the biggest difference between the Giants in Philadelphia's rebuild compared to the one here in Washington was the quarterback position. So since we're on the topic of quarterback and we're five weeks into the season, about to play week six on Thursday night, I thought it'd be a perfect time to take the temperature of this Washington Commanders fan base. 301-230-0980. Twitter and Instagram, you can tap in with me there as well. N-E-L-L underscore BTP. 
as we sit here five weeks into the season, are you still confident in Carson Wentz as the quarterback of this football team moving forward? Let's go to Rick in D.C. wants to tap in. Rick, hopefully you don't really oh. think what, what the call screener typed. Yeah, what's happening? What's going on, man? Yeah, I don't know why y'all finding all these excuses for Carson Wentz. I mean, what was our record last year around this time? We was, what was our record? Because it seemed like y'all giving him all the all the credit, but Hannigan didn't have the weapons that Carson Wentz had, and y'all didn't find excuses for that. Number one is well, I'll answer your question I mean, real quick. A- I answer your question is what October the eleventh. Our record this time last year was two and three which is one okay. game better than what this team is right now. One game better. Now, we're talking about somebody we who was drafted in the first round. He's making $28 million. Now, we had somebody who was with us for two years, wasn't drafted. He showed some promises with what he was working with. He didn't have any weapons what that promi- he had what, now. What, what promise did Taylor Heineke show? He showed a lot of problems. Number one is he didn't have four dynamic uh, receivers, a tight end that he has now because Logan um, Thomas was injured. Uh, what was he working with? He didn't have any running game. Um, Antonio Gibson was fumbling the ball so many times. I mean, Carson Winston threw nine in his nine in his uh, got sacked nine times. You know. Oh, the call dropped. Call back, man, because you seem like you were making a good point here. And look, basically the premise of what he was trying to say is that Taylor Heineke would be better suited as the starting quarterback of this football team. I'll tell you what. There's a toll-free hotline if you Google it. If you have any type of drug problem, go seek help. Go seek help. Because if anybody out there thinks that Taylor Heineke is a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. You're clearly doing hard drugs. Woo! Booger sugar. Woo! Clearly. Woo! Good gracious. 301-230-0980. For, for anyone who thinks Taylor Heineke had so much promise, what was promising about 3,400 yards passing, 20 touchdowns, and 15 interceptions? What's promising about that? Seriously. What's promising about that? And the beautiful thing about it is there are receipts on Taylor Heineke, too. Just how there are receipts on Carson Wentz, there are receipts on Taylor Heineke. Let's go look at the game log, man. For anybody who has an issue, anybody who thinks Taylor Heineke is some type of magician at the position, what happened when we faced a good defense? The first time we faced a good defense last year, Buffalo, week three, 14 to 24. That's 58% completion percentage. 212 yards. Two touchdowns, two picks. That's promising. That's promising. New Orleans, the very next time we played a good defense, 20 of 41. Couldn't even complete 50% of his damn passes. He threw two interceptions, and that's promising? If you're going to call in here, call in here and make sense. I'm not hearing anything about Taylor Heineke at this point in time. Are you kidding me? Open your eyes. This is the problem with this fan base, man. We live this fantasy Pipe world dream. If you're going to call in here about Taylor Heineke, please be ready for this tone and demeanor. Because I can't hear any of it anymore. I'm sick of it. What about what you saw from Taylor Heineke last year makes you think this would be any better with him under center?
the throw that Carson Wentz made to De'Ami Brown, his first career touchdown. Let me tell you what. Taylor Heineke doesn't have the physical ability. He could pray to God seven days out of the week and twice on Sundays. He would never be able to make the throw that Carson Wentz made to De'Ami Brown. So anybody calling in here trying to advocate for Taylor Heineke being a better option for Washington at the quarterback position, there's a toll-free hotline. You can Google it. If you have a drug issue, address it. Just don't address it on this show. 301-230-0980. As we sit here five weeks into the season, we're about to enter week six, are you still confident as Carson Wentz as the starting quarterback of this football team? Let's go to Johnny, who's in D.C. Johnny. Hey, hey, how's it going, fellas? I'm good, man. How are you? Good afternoon, man. Hey, hey, I'm going to tell you like this. I'm with you on this one 100%. They they definitely using hard drugs. I don't know what they're saying. Uh, this is just one of many things that just shows Ron Rivera does not understand this area, and he most likely should not be the head coach of this football team. He could, he should have known better. He should know the history of this area with quarterbacks and what the history is. It goes back to Billy Kilmer and and Sonny Jurgensen with the bumper stickers. This fan just loves the backup. This fan base is in love with the fa- the backups, and they've just been that way forever. I don't know what they're thinking about with Car- talk about putting in Heineken. I, I just foolish. can't see it. It, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. And, and there's no way, shape, or form he can make either one of the throws that Wentz made the, exactly. the, that we scored touchdowns on just Sunday. So, I mean, you can just look at those throws and, and know for a fact that that's not something he could do. Uh, this this is an all on Rivera. He's got to learn that he cannot. He's got to think about what he says before he says it. I mean, he just can't just go up there and speak willy nilly <laughs> and say all kinds of crazy stuff. Because if if quarterback is the Redskins, why we haven't uh, advanced like all the other teams? Like everybody said already and pointed out with Haskins, he had a first round pick quarterback that he didn't choose to develop over this time. He could have been developing them all this time, and wouldn't nobody have said nothing. About it, we would have all been like, okay, well, he's got a quarterback that he's developing and trying to build around. We would have given him, we would have given him that excuse, but he didn't give Hannigan any excuse. I mean, he didn't give Haskins an excuse. He definitely dogged out Alex Smith as far as that playoff game. There was no reason why he took that. He should have took that away from him, giving him a chance to, after him leading the team to the playoffs. There was no way he should have did that. He wanted to play Hannigan. He wanted to play this other guy from. Uh, Carolina, I mean, quarterback is on him. It falls at his feet. So that's just as long as short of it. So if we don't have a quarterback, that's his fault. Hey, I appreciate the call, my man. Look, got to take a quick time out. When we come back, the host of the Hoffman Show, Craig Hoffman, going to step in studio with us, and I'll ask him some specific questions. It'll be a question and answer session. I do a therapy session every Thursday with our football clinic specialist, Mr. Craig Hoffman. Today, a little Q&A session with me and the Hoffman. That's next right here on the Team 980. Burgundy and gold today here on the Team 980 and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Got a friend in the building, the man who's going to take you on your drive home, Mr. Craig Hoffman. He's also the host of the Take Command podcast. Make sure you go download that wherever you get your podcast. We recorded a long podcast today. Uh Uh-oh. We got, we got, I won't say we got into it. It's about as, like, 
It's about as back and forth that Logan and I ever get about, which is a lot of like, I agree with you, but right. um, too smart like, guys you're wrong. Just, just look. Just but too smart about guys Ron's comments about. and everything. And then, of yeah. course, we get done recording and I'm like, oh, Ron apologized. <laughs> cool. Cool. <laughs> which he should have. Which he should have. And I guess totally. we'll start there. But I want to be very brief with that because the big thing I want to ask about yeah. is his decision making at quarterback. I'm going to start my show with, with thoughts on that anyway. So we can okay. people people can listen past the three o'clock imaginary barrier between <laughs> us. Right. So. With that situation, like, I, I don't – he came out and apologized. Mm-hmm. I just don't think – and this kind of goes back to what I was saying. Sunday, I said it was a win or else. And the caveat that I gave with the or else was you guys get to decide the narrative that's curated because you speak to the media, and basically everything that the media writes is based off of what you said. Mm-hmm. It was made a big fuss about because of you. And if you don't lose Sunday, that comp- the question doesn't even arise. It doesn't. Right. So that's why I said win or else. So now things have gotten messy over there at the park. And Ron Rivera has once again put his foot in his mouth. But I don't think there's much of an excuse for it, and here's why. This is 12th season being a head coach in the National Football League. You should know better. Those mistakes should not happen. I don't care how heat of the moment it is, how frustrated you are, how, how much pressure you're feeling. At some point, though, there's a respect level to me. So here's preview. I don't want to do all this now slash I can't because I'm going to talk about it for 10 minutes and we don't have that. Uh, But like, I'm willing to give Ron grace on that. He had a bad day and we all have bad days. I have bad days. Um, And as someone who talks into a microphone for 18 hours a week at this point, three hours a day, six days a week, like I'm going to say some things that aren't perfectly put at times and I would hope the audience would understand that even though I'm a professional and I'm trying for it to be as clear and concise and uh, accurate and all that as I can at all times and that's a standard I'm going to hold myself to I'm a human being and I'm going to mess up and so he messed up he owned it I understand why he was in a bad mood he had a bad day I'm willing to give him grace This is the, why sub- the substance is a different conversation the we all knew in the moment that was a really dumb way to express that, that I'm willing to give him grace on, in part because he apologized, because he owned it. He owned it in a way he hasn't owned basically anything else that he's done. He's like, I messed up. Not we messed up, I messed up. And that goes a long way with me. As a military man, I need him to have a little bit thicker skin, and here's why. Don't wait until 24 hours after the fact to apologize. They asked you for clarification right then and there. About what you said, and yeah, you had but the it's chance to like walk when you have back. a bad day. You when you have a bad day, like that's part of it. Like that, he slept like, on that's it. That's like hitting someone with a car and then driving off. That's he didn't a hit. hit some, no, it's not. Like uh, uh, he didn't uh, hit the, someone the, with a car. The example I'm trying to make is don't make a bad situation worse. And he did that because they gave him the opportunity to walk back what he said. And, and he, I, he didn't. He didn't really walk it back. He explained himself, which is what he was asked to do. And I thought for the point he's trying to make, I think he did a good job. I don't agree with the point, which is a different. A different Correct. thing. There is no right, point. <laughs> right. No, I'm with you on right. that. Like substantively, I don't like what he said, but he, I thought he explained where he sits and his viewpoint very well. <laughs> which is a whole other can of worms. Because if that's how he's really thinking, he's just out of touch with reality, which is uh, sad. Well, I think a reasonable person could make that argument because it's the argument that I was making to Logan in that studio over there. And it's the argument that I will talk about uh, more on the show today. Like, yeah, I disagree. I, I look at and I think the Giants are the the biggest data point in this. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the Cooper. I mean, one, he's got his facts wrong on like 
Dak played three quarters this year. Yeah. Like, and and they did have a good backup. And, like, they've taught him the system, and he's been there a while. And, like, Cooper Rush is kind of what's happened. Like, when Colt used to be here and all of us on the beat were like, they could just play Colt. Mm-hmm. And they seemingly never wanted to play Colt. Like, Cooper Rush is Colt McCoy, right? He can execute what you need to do. If you catch some breaks, um, then you might win a couple games. Uh, he also happens to have something that Colt never would have had here, which is the best defense in football, uh, potentially in Dallas. Like yeah. they're gross on that side of the ball. So, you know, there's there's that side of it. But the Giants, Daniel Jones has co- been solid. Like they get the ball to their playmakers. They've got good process, and it shows. They're a well coached team. They have an identity offensively, right? Like they're like they're just a well coached team. And I think that when you look at the Commanders, one, I think you can make a an argument. This is where Logan and I went back and forth of like, well, what else were they supposed to do? And I was like, not spend twenty eight million dollars to not solve their quarterback problem and give up a third and maybe second round pick in the process, maybe. Um, that's a succinct and not fair to Logan version of my argument. Um, but like, that is the argument where is on the flip side of it. Like, I just don't look at this team and go well coached, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And so when you talk about what the difference is, could Carson be better? Yeah. Will Carson get better? Probably. Uh, cause he's going to get more comfortable in the system and you see flashes of it here and there. But at the end of the day, they're still not a well coached team. They still don't have an identity. They still, don't know how to get the ball to their playmakers, and that's all pretty frustrating. It just stinks because, like, he, he, like I said, you've been doing this too long. You've got to understand how to take bullets for your guys. The proper answer to that question when you ask the biggest difference is, look, the Giants and the Eagles, their coaching staff are doing a nice job getting their guys prepared. Their guys have bought into everything that they're doing. Sure, like there's like what you didn't have to. That that's my whole issue, and, and I'll be cannot wait till three o'clock hits and I can get to. Hear your complete breakdown of this, but yeah, I, I, I mean the wanna, short version is is I'm willing to have grace, right? Which is fine. It teaches on with that. I, I completely get it on both sides of the spectrum. Look, he's a for all for all intents and purposes, everything we hear about him, he's a good guy. Good guys make mistakes. I just think when you have the opportunity to walk it back, walk it back. But this this goes to my like bigger rooting issue with Ron Rivera. When you take over a football team, shouldn't your first order of business? be to address the quarterback position? Yeah. Or see what you have at the quarterback position? Well, they did, and then they saw what they had in Haskins, and were like, oh, God. But it's like, you see what you have, but it's like, did you... I feel as if they didn't do him justice. And now I know Dwayne did some things on his own where he could have been better, but if you're trying to... Your hardest to make it work, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't hire Scott Turner. No, I agree. Because you're coming in and you're making him learn a completely new offense that is... By completely new offense, completely new verbiage, yeah. completely new. Like it's not like he went from West Coast system to West Coast system. He went from West Coast system to not West Coast. And then to you North benched Turner him system. after four weeks after naming him a captain. He didn't even get like, well, the right. Grace like some of the some of the details get lost to history and like the naming of the captain. Like they tried to empower him and then were like, never mind. Right. Turn off the lights. And I don't know that was optimal. I mean. I know. Obviously, it, it always feels weird now talking about Dwayne because, right. but this is all, uh, it's all football. You know, level but here, like on I mean, a football, yeah. on a football level, and on a personal level, like he just wasn't at that point in his career good enough. Um, and I don't know if he would have gotten there, but it certainly did not help that a guy who was struggling to pick up the offense he was in was forced to learn a new offense, especially and, when it seemed like at the end of that season, 
he was starting to get it. It was clicking. Yeah, for I mean, him a he and Kevin more. had a solid relationship, and um, I don't know that Kevin would have been like, yeah. Well, the other thing about not keeping Kevin is like, and, and I think Ron knew that like eventually Kevin was not here for the long term. Um, it was just whether or not you keep him on a transition year or not, and the merits of that are could be debated, but probably don't need to be now because it's 2022 and that right. was 2020. But the other thing is like Kevin could have given you a much more realistic, like. If you're Ron and you go to Kevin and you're like, dude, can this dude play? Exactly. He's going to go, no, or yes, whatever he thought. Right. Um, and then it's on him. And if, you know, if all of a sudden Dwayne's not it and Kevin doesn't get him, then you move on from Kevin and you move on from Dwayne and you start fresh uh, with Scott or whoever else. And and that's the problem is like the last couple of years, they haven't been willing, like they weren't willing to go there last year. And so they go Fitzpatrick as a as a bridge. Nothing about and, that makes sense. But they sense. also the other thing that they messed up last year is like Philly drafted Jalen Hurts kind of as a bridge. And then it turned out the bridge was really good. And now Jalen's an MVP candidate. But they never drafted it the young guy, right? Like they didn't go Fitzpatrick and Sam Howell. Right. Last year, obviously, Howell wasn't available. Like, eight Sam Howell. They didn't go someone in the second or third round. It was like Fitzpatrick and Heineke and Allen. You had three bridge guys. Who does that? That's what I'm saying. The good, competent teams in this league don't maneuver that way, which is my big issue with Ron. Like, yes, you're in control of personnel decisions, and he knows more football and has forgotten more football than I'll ever know. But at some point, it's got to make sense. Right. And that's – like, I will never – I will never be like, oh, I could go do Scott Turner's job, right? right? I will never be like, yeah, give me the playbook. I got this. But like on a conceptual level, on a highbrow level, there are things that I can look at and be like, yeah, the good teams are not doing that. It's that simple. Or, or the good teams are doing that and you're not. And that's that's sometimes where I think the analysis is fair and it might be frustrating to those involved because you're like, you don't know how much it takes to do this thing. And I'm like, yeah, but I do know that you're not doing this other <laughs> thing that the teams are doing that are winning. Exactly. And that's really what it what it comes down to. And that's really all we want here is is wins. It's a results based business. Can and I ask you a question real quick? Of course. So I've got this Kava Greens and Grains bowl in front of me that is just a massive uh, amount of food, and I have to eat it during commercial breaks. But you can't like scarf it down because then you're just gonna belch on the air. How long until oh, I finish oh, this? This is fun. This is my type of stuff. Like can, three, I actually, can I get better eyes on that? So it's like, are we saying am I finish this before three thirty? Oh heck no. Not the way you, no, think, no. you think it's going to take me at least three commercial breaks. Well, not to peel the curtain back too much here. I just, I just think there are some varying circumstances that aren't going to allow you to focus on that bowl every commercial break. Is this you're going to tell me the computer's not working or something? No, okay, no, I'm just good. saying. I was like, what's the? We got, we got young blood in the house today. Michael, Michael is here, so yeah. I, I'm expecting that you guys are going to have to be. Yeah, we'll a be bit we having conversations. I just might be Michael. Hopefully, you can understand me with a mouthful of food. It'll be fun. <laughs> All right, uh, it's, we should probably go to break so I can yeah. start my show. so you want to start your show on time. Yeah. That's the least I can do for you, right? Thanks. Look, I appreciate you giving me some time, my man. I'll be tuned in. I cannot wait to hear your explanation uh, on what Ron Rivera said today. I'm back with you tomorrow, 12 to 3. No guest book yet, but follow me on Twitter at N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P and you'll figure out what the heck is going on tomorrow. We're solo. The final day tomorrow, the final burgundy and gold today with me until Thursday night against the Chicago Bears. You don't want to miss it. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.